Blue Wire. Touchdown pass, 5-4-0 in the 5-0-4. Jason takes it himself, look at him dart back and forth. Oh, he broke his ankles, he is Houdini. Watson stays on his feet, throws on the run, touchdown, Watson, a magician. Mahomes winds it up, wide open as Hill. Welcome to this week's episode of the My Sports Update Football Podcast. I am your host, Ari Merov. The offseason is here for all 32 teams. A champion has been crowned with the Chiefs taking down the 49ers in the Super Bowl. I have four things that I took away from that game, which I want to share. Plus, we are going to have one of the most active and craziest off-seasons ever coming up, especially at the quarterback position. So we'll take a look at all the key names and what to expect with free agency and the entire off-season ready to go in full swing very, very soon. Here we go with the My Sports Update football podcast. So four things that I took away from Sunday's Super Bowl. I'm not going to state all the obvious ones that everyone is talking about already. For example, Kyle Shanahan's play calling. Everyone has talked about it. It is being dissected for hours upon hours on all the big television networks. We're not going to talk about that. But here are four other things that I took away from Sunday's Super Bowl, which isn't getting as much attention that it should. So here we go. Number one, the Chiefs defense and specifically Tyron Matthew. He was one of the best free agent signings from this last offseason, aside from his great play, especially in the second half of the season. His leadership and his energy, which he brought to this team, is unmatched. And to prove that, the Chiefs, after the season was over, they announced a team MVP. A lot of teams do this. Teammates um, vote for an MVP of the entire team for the season. And you would think that Patrick Mahomes would win that award, right? That is not what happened. Teammates voted Tyron Matthew as the 2019-2020 Chiefs MVP for the season. That says a lot about him. He is a crucial part of that team. And during Sunday's game, Matthew was caught on the sidelines by cameras. He was angry. He was frustrated at something. And teammates had to calm him down. But after that happened, the Chiefs did not allow a single point the rest of the game. Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator, said he is the heart and soul of of that defense. You can make the argument from this last offseason, from all the free agent signings, Tyron Matthew was the best signing of them all. Number two, Patrick Mahomes. We all know how great he is. He is the best player in the NFL right now. Now he has a Super Bowl under his belt as well. But he has this amazing ability of forgetting what happened previously in the game. Whether it was last play, the last possession, earlier in the game. If it has nothing to do with him, whether it's special teams mistake, whatever it is. He has that ability to have the laser focus to keep moving forward and to keep going on with the game as if nothing happened. And this is what I mean. After the second interception in the Super Bowl, which he threw right to Fred Warner, it looked like he was getting angry and frustrated and the defense was getting to him and he couldn't do what he wants. A large percentage of the quarterbacks in the NFL at that point, they would be rattled. 
But he went back out there. They got the ball back. He moved down the field. The big player of the game, third and 15 to Tyreek Hill. Touchdown to Kelsey. Touchdown to Damian Damian Williams. And that was the game. Another Damian Williams touchdown put the game to rest. And they were Super Bowl champions. And Mahomes has shown this ability throughout his young career. During these playoffs, all three games, the Chiefs were down by double digits at some point in the game. In all three games, Patrick Mahomes led a comeback. No deficit is too large. 24-0 against Houston. 17-7 versus Tennessee. And then 20-10 in the Super Bowl on Sunday versus the 49ers. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter. And the scary part about all of this is he's only 24 years old. His resume already includes a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP, a first-team All-Pro, NFL MVP, NFL Offensive Player of the Year. He led the league in touchdowns. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. I mean, there are quarterbacks in the NFL who wish they could have that in their entire career. He's done it in two years as a full-time starter. It is absolutely incredible. His laser focus and ability to just move forward regardless of mistakes is something really, really incredible. Number three, Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator. He really should be a head coach in the NFL. A lot of people have talked about this, but I haven't really been on that wagon as much as others. But I was watching that game on Sunday. We were all watching that game on Sunday. You see him on the sidelines, first of all, calling the plays. He is there calling the plays. Number two, Andy Reid, the head coach of the Chiefs, has said at least three or four times that this guy should be a head coach. Number three, he is the offensive coordinator for the most prolific offense in the entire NFL. Number four, after the game, he did an interview with NFL Network. And in that interview, he answered all the questions, whatever it was. That interview was posted on Twitter. The amount of former players, current players, uh, media members, respected people who say this guy should be a head coach, he should be the leader of a team, um... So many people were commenting on that video. It was a basic interview with NFL Network. The video has over a million and a half views already. Um, So that says a lot about him. And for the amount of people who are talking about him and say this man deserves a job as a head coach, um, there are just so many people who are doing it. And he took one interview or two in this cycle. I don't remember. I know he took one with the Browns. But for him not to have a head coaching job when he is the offensive coordinator for the most prolific offense for the Super Bowl champions with one of the best quarterbacks and one of and a head coach who has a really good coaching tree, it just doesn't make any sense. So, and especially in a time when teams are looking for offensive-minded guys. The whole thing does not make sense. And he was the play caller in the Super Bowl, which defeated one of the best defenses in all of football. It does not make sense that he does not have a head coaching gig. At this point, at this time next year, if he doesn't have one yet, something just does not add up. And then number four... Jimmy Garoppolo, let's shift over to the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is getting a lot of hate after Sunday's Super Bowl. It's really, really bothering me. I've seen people say the 49ers should move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. I've seen people say he's not a franchise quarterback. He could only manage the clock. I've seen people say the 49ers should release him and they should sign Tom Brady. I've seen a lot of crazy takes out there. But we really should stop with that. But in reality, let's just say this. In reality, 
the 49ers could move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. They could cut him. They could save over $20 million in cap, take only a $4 million cap hit, and they could go look for another quarterback. But that's not going to happen, and this is why. First of all, this was his first full season as a starter. He was 13-3. and he was the quarterback for a team that went 13 and 3. He was 7 and 1 in games in which he threw for over 250 yards. And he was the number 1 seed in a conference which is so tough and has teams like the Saints and the Packers and the Seahawks and the Vikings and the Eagles among others. There are so many tough teams. He won a division in which people call the toughest division in all of football with Seattle and Russell Wilson, with the Rams and Sean McVay, with the Offensive Rookie of the Year and Kyler Murray. He won the division. He was the quarterback for the team that won the division. To go out and say that they should move on from a quarterback which led his team to the Super Bowl in his first full year as a starter is absurd. It just doesn't make any sense. Is it just people have so much airtime and they have to fill up with content so they start saying stuff that doesn't make any sense? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be back next year as the 49ers quarterback. His teammates love him. And he makes throws. There are throws he misses. There, were, there was that big throw in the Super Bowl with Emmanuel Sanders. If he would have hit that, it would have been huge. He missed it. It happens. But to go out and say that the 49ers should move on from him is a little bit ludicrous. It really should stop. Those are the four things that I took away from Sunday's Super Bowl. There's a lot more that I could have said. But um, those are the four main things that I took away from the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, the 49ers losing, a lot of crazy takes out there, a lot of fair takes out there, but those are the four things that I took away from the Super Bowl. Before I move on to the next segment, we're going to take a quick break to tell you about our brand new sponsor, Bet Online. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably missed your chance to bet on the Chiefs Niners Super Bowl. Maybe you didn't, hopefully you made some money. But fear not, Blue Wire is proud to be partnering up with Bet Online to help you win big no matter the time of year. With March Madness, the Masters, and Major League Opening Day right around the corner, Bet Online has you covered for all the latest news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it is free to sign up. Plus, it is never too early to lay down your future bet for Super Bowl 2021. Head over to betonline.ag and and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I signed up, it's super easy, and if you're already making wagers, it is a fantastic way to support this podcast. Again, that is promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you sign up at betonline.ag. Bring your best bets home with BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, back to the podcast. So that takes care of the Super Bowl. Congratulations once again to the Kansas City Chiefs, to their fans. It is well-deserved. But moving on now to the offseason, and this has the potential to be one of the craziest, craziest off-seasons in recent memory. Um, the amount of things that could go down this offseason is mind-blowing, especially in the quarterback market. It has the potential to turn the NFL completely over. So we're going to go through all the names here on the podcast, try to break it down over here. So here we go. We're going to start with the big name, the name that everyone is talking about. 
about, and that is Tom Brady. He is the biggest name on here for the first time in his career at 42 years old. He will be a free agent, and literally every move that Brady makes from now until free agency will be under a microscope. There were rumors during Super Bowl weekend that his wife was checking out schools in Nashville. That was not true. There was that cryptic tweet that he put out during Super Bowl week. There was the Hulu commercial on Super Bowl Sunday, which put out more questions about what Tom Brady will do. Bottom line here is that Robert Kraft wants Tom Brady to return to New England. The question is, does Tom Brady want to go back? And over the weekend, there was a report that the Las Vegas Raiders would have interest in Brady if he was to hit the open market. And that obviously makes sense. They are moving into a new stadium. They are now in Las Vegas. That would be a huge thing for marketing and for selling tickets. There is a belief that the Patriots want Brady to make a decision before the free agent period before the free agent signing period begins and that is on March 18th and that also makes sense because last year the Patriots waited on Rob Gronkowski on his decision on whether he's going to retire or return and while they were waiting all the top tight ends ended up signing the Patriots had interest in signing Jared Cook last year but they didn't know if Rob Gronkowski would be back when Gronk retired Jared Cook already signed with the Saints and the Patriots were stuck without a legitimate tight end throughout the regular season. So they don't want that to happen again. They don't want to wait on Brady. They want a decision quickly. But on the other hand, by the Patriots doing that, that kind of defeats the entire purpose of being a free agent because Brady has never had the opportunity to be a free agent. He probably wants to see how it goes. His agents will talk to other teams during the combine, even though that isn't allowed legally, but everyone does it. Um, So again, the owner wants Brady to be back. The final decision will belong to Tom and his wife and the rest of the family. His family, and especially his wife, is just as important in this entire decision process. Whatever she wants, whatever he wants, it is going to be a family decision. So Tom Brady, the biggest quarterback free agent of them all, he is number one on this list. Up next on this list, number two is Dak Prescott, a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, and he is going to be back with the Cowboys. The question here is if they'll use the franchise tag on him or could they hammer out a long-term deal before free agency opens. If they use the tag, that projects to be $31 million. And recently, Dak did an interview with the Dallas Morning News and he told them that he is not going to work out in Dallas this offseason and he told them reported to make sure you report that and let every everyone know now why is Dak doing this and it's very simple because Dak is saying that and he is sending a message to Jerry Jones I'm your quarterback there's a new head coach and I am not going to be around if we can't get a long-term deal and that is where things can get a bit messy because a quarterback head coach relationship is crucial in the NFL and if Dak isn't around it throws everything off. So Dak, he is scheduled to be a free agent. He is not going to hit the open market. The bigger question here is if the Cowboys can get a long-term deal done with him. 
Up next, we have Drew Brees of the Saints, and this one is very simple. Drew Brees has said it himself. He will either return to the Saints on a new deal, or he will retire from the NFL. Sean Payton said if Drew wants to come back, they'll welcome him back and give him the starting job. No surprise there. Expect a decision from Drew Brees in the coming weeks. If he does retire, though, that would create a major shakeup in the quarterback carousel. Number four, Philip Rivers in the Chargers. There was a report that from Jake Glazer a few weeks ago that the Chargers have moved moved on from Rivers. Glazer then said that he wasn't actually reporting that. It doesn't really matter. Rivers has moved out of San Diego. He is now in Florida with his entire family. There have been no talks with the Chargers and all signs point to Rivers not coming back to the Chargers after 16 seasons. He will be a free agent and if a team is looking for a bridge quarterback, that could be um, Rivers could be the perfect option for that team. But keep in mind, he has nine kids and family could play a big role in his decision. He is now in Florida. A team like the Buccaneers maybe could be an option if they don't retain Jameis Winston. So J- um, Philip Rivers will be a free agent this offseason. Moving on to two quarterbacks who are going to be possible trade candidates. Number one with the Bengals, Andy Dalton. If the Bengals take Joe Burrow with the first overall pick like we all expect, then there's really no room for Andy Dalton on the roster. If they trade him or they cut him, his entire cap number, which is $17.7 million, would come off the books. He has no guaranteed money for the 2020 season. Cam Newton with the Carolina Panthers, and this is also really interesting. The Panthers can save $19 million on their salary cap if they cut him or they trade him. The injuries with the shoulder and the list frank is obviously it's a concern. And since Matt Rule has been hired as the head coach of the Panthers, he has not told anyone what his who his quarterback is going to be and what his plan is with that position. So it's clearly up in the air. They have the seventh overall pick. There are other quarterbacks going to be available. And they've already moved on from Greg Olson. Luke Keekley retired. It's a new coaching staff. All the familiar faces are gone. So no sure thing that Cam Newton is back. And when you look at potential destinations for Cam Newton, I think one team that sticks out right away is the LA Chargers. And that and that's a that's a team that it just feels like a fit for a number of reasons. First of all, new stadium. You need a new face over there, someone who could create some buzz. That Cam Newton is a perfect candidate for that. Number two, the word on the street is that the Chargers are looking for a mobile quarterback. They already have Tyrod Taylor on the roster. He could be an option, but Cam Newton fits that bill as well. So that could be one team that would have interest. So Cam Newton's situation with the Panthers. Cam said he wants to be back. He's ready. But um, that decision will come down to Matt Rule and the rest of the staff in Carolina. Up next, we have Ryan Tannehill, the Titans quarterback. And earlier this week, ESPN's Chris Mortensen reported that there is no chance Tannehill won't be back with the Titans. He will be back there next season, whether it is the franchise tag or a long-term deal. He will be back with Mike Rabel, Arthur Smith, and the rest of the Tennessee Titans. Now, Tannehill was named the Comeback Player of the Year on Saturday during the NFL Honors. He was a big part of them making the 
AFC Championship game, so there is no real surprise over here. Expect him to be back in Tennessee. Up next, there is Teddy Bridgewater, the Saints quarterback, the Saints backup quarterback, and head coach Sean Payton did several interviews during Super Bowl week in Miami, and he mentioned on one of those interviews that it is hard to envision having all three of his quarterbacks back next season, and Teddy appears to be the odd man out. He didn't say Teddy appears to be the odd man out, that's me saying it, but um, especially if Drew Brees returns, Teddy seems to be the odd man out. He was 5-0 this past season as a starter, taking over for Breeze while he was injured. He did everything that he was asked for, and he proved that he could still play quarterback. And the devastating knee injury, which he had a few years ago, it is far behind him. There's really nothing not, not to like about Teddy. He's coachable, he's likable, his teammates love him, and he gets the job done. A team like the Patriots, the Colts, the Bucks, the Panthers... All those teams could be options, and again, he's only 27 years old, so he is just entering his prime. Moving on to another NFC South quarterback, and that is Jameis Winston. Winston's situation in Tampa Bay is fascinating because he had his highs, he had his lows, and he had some ugly moments in his first season with Bruce Arians. There hasn't been any legitimate reports out there as to how much Jameis Winston wants or if the Bucks are even talking to him about about a new deal. And with so many quarterback options available, will the Bucks maybe look elsewhere? I mean, the turnovers with Winston is a serious issue. Maybe, as I said, maybe you know, go for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, actually someone who someone who actually secures the ball. Maybe a veteran like Andy Dalton. Remember, Carson Palmer, he had it. His best days were in Arizona with Bruce Arians. So a uh, a veteran who another team doesn't want. Maybe the Bucks bring him in on a cheaper contract. There's no sure thing that Jameis Winston is back there in Tampa Bay. But whoever it is, they're going to come into an offense with Mike Evans, with Chris Godwin, two elite wide receivers, wide receivers who were voted to the Pro Bowl. So um, whoever the quarterback is going to be over there, they're going straight into an offense which has an offensive-minded head coach and some really, really, really good weapons. But again, no sure thing. It is Jameis Winston. The other the other quarterback from the 2015 draft was Marcus Mariota, and he was benched earlier this past season. We all know about that, and it's hard to envision him being back in Tennessee or getting a starting job anywhere around the league. It feels like he needs to land in a situation which Ryan Jan- which Ryan Tannehill just had. Go to another team who has a not-so-certain quarterback situation, and he he's the backup, and maybe you can get another shot as a starter at some point. Let's just throw out a team like Chicago. Mitchell Trubisky, he's had his ups, he's had his downs. Add Mariota, let him be the backup, and maybe at some point the Bears decide to bench Trubisky or something like that, and Mariota gets another shot at starting, and you could revive your career with a different team, just like Ryan Tannehill did in Tennessee. Lastly, the last quarterback on here is not a free agent. He is not a trade candidate. It is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, the Super Bowl MVP. He is eligible for a contract extension this offseason. And when it happens, 
it will be a huge number. Russell Wilson is the highest paid quarterback in the NFL right now at $35 million a year. There is a belief that Mahomes not only shatters that number, but he completely destroys it and goes over $40 million per season. Now, Mahomes might want to wait until a new CBA is reached, and the hope is that happens this offseason, so it might take some time. But when this does happen, Mario Mahomes will be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. Deshaun Watson is also eligible for a contract extension this offseason, and he will also get paid the big bucks. That wraps up this week's My Sports Update football podcast. Another episode is in the books. And this is the first episode that I'm doing where there is no NFL games coming up later on in the week. It is officially the offseason for all 32 teams. We won't have real football again until September later on this year, so a long way to go. But as I said earlier in the episode, this offseason has the potential to be the craziest offseason in recent memory, especially at the quarterback position. So buckle up, it is going to be a crazy ride. If you are not following the My Sports Update Twitter page, make sure you do so right now. If you are following, make sure you turn on notifications so you don't miss anything that happens in the National Football League. If you enjoy this podcast, go check out bluewirepods.com for more sports podcasts, over 80 sports podcasts on there from all the sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, you name it, they have it. Before I sign off, a reminder that you can find the My Sports Update football podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. All of it is greatly appreciated. I am your host, Ari Merov. I'll be back with another episode next week. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon.